Hello, everyone. Welcome to God's in the Nets Church Podcast, episode 53. I am your host, Pastor Ron Weaver. I count it an honor and privilege to be here, to preach to you the Word of God, to teach you the Word of God as God put on my heart. And as you know, we've been going through a Bible study called Faith and Hope and Courage in a Changing Time. And this is a changing time with the pandemic and everything that's going on. We're also going to be learning a different way segment. It's called A Legacy of Faith and Grace. And the Bible study today out of that book is called Words to Live By in Troubled Times. And we're going to make this a two-part series. It's going to be for today and for t- uh, Monday. And then we'll do our prayer request segment and closing remarks. So we got a lot scheduled to do here today in a short amount of time. So we're going to pray, get started with the Lord. So we'll be right back after these messages. If you want to know about all sports information, go to YouTube, go to the search bar, and type in Charge It to the Game Podcast. And you'll get all you need about the world of sports from this podcast on YouTube. I am a describer, and I recommend this podcast to you to describe to. So again, describe today on YouTube. Charge It to the Game. And you'll find out everything that you need to know about the world of sports. Welcome back to God's Internet Church Podcast, episode 53 of season one. I am your host, Pastor Ron Weaver. And I do listen to this podcast because I like to stay updated and and inform my dads about things. And, um, and it has us something to bond over, even though I'm not really big on baseball, football, and like he is, but I do that too so we can bond and have time with each other, all right, and let's pray so we can get this podcast, broadcast um, Bible study going. Dear Heavenly Father, I ask you to take a coal as heaven's altar and anoint these slips of clay, that everything I say be what you want and not what I want. We ask you all this in Jesus' name. Amen. If you got your Bibles with you, I want you to open them up to the book of Isaiah. The book of Isaiah, chapter number 40. And we're going to look at verse 8. The book of Isaiah, chapter number 40. 40 and we're going to look at verse 8. And it says, The grass withered, the flowers faded, but the word of God shall stand forever. Now, what is this Bible story? telling us here what is this bible verse telling us here it says the grass will turn yellow and faded the leaves will fade but the word of god will stand strong in other words there's things in life that pass away but there's one thing that don't pass away is the word of god and we're going to talk today on the subject Word to Live By in Troubled Times, Part 1. And this Bible is something that we should be reading every day. Something, this words that we should be sharing every day. Something that we should be doing every day for the Lord. For Him and for nourishment. 
And this word is not going anywhere. It will help us live the way God wants us to live. Hallelujah. So let's get to this Bible study. The first thought is coming from the book of Psalms. So we're going to do some Bible thumping today. The book of Psalms. And that's after Proverbs. The book of Psalms. Chapter number 91. The book of Psalms. Chapter 91. And we're going to look at verses 9 through 11. Psalms 91. 9 through 11. And a lot of them people don't get this high in the word usually for preaching. I've heard of maybe um, one of my former pastors went to 101. But Psalms 91 verses 9 through 8 for the first thought. 9 through 11, not 9 through 8, I'm sorry. And it says, Be thou has made the Lord which is my refuge, even the Most High, by habitation. There shall no evil befall thee, neither shall any plague come nigh thy dwelling. For he shall give his angels charge over thee to keep thee in all ways. Okay? The first thought is because you have made the Lord your dwelling place, no evil shall befall you. Okay? Well, that's interesting. That's what's supposed to happen. But you know, us Christians sometimes bring evil into the place of our sanctuary. What? It's true. When we doubt that the Lord's going to protect us, we bring evil into the sanctuary. We open up doors. When we doubt, when we lie, we bring evil into the sanctuary. When we do things against the Lord, we bring evil into the sanctuary. I was watching a movie last Saturday, not this Saturday, but last Saturday, and I forgot the title of it, but it was about this kid who was the last warrior, and it was kind of like a warrior for God, the light against darkness. And with him... His beloved comrades told him, along he didn't open up the door to anyone in the sanctuary, and to let them in the sanctuary, they cannot get in and they cannot harm us. Unfortunately, he was tricked, and he let the the guy in, and it was a great big battle. But in the end, the light or God won the battle. All right. So, we cannot let the devil trick us, trick us by letting him in. Every time we sin, every time we do things wrong, we let the devil in our sanctuary. Okay, with God. Now, God can stop that, but you made a choice. But, from what we read here from verses 9 to 11... That we are protected. When the devil comes knocking on that door, screaming and yelling, that's all he's doing. He's trying to rattle you. 
and you are protected. But if you start to sin with worry or doubt, you're opening the door for the devil to come in and wreak habit on you. But the Bible also tells us we have a way of escape from these wars that we might allow in. And that is our faith, Lord, and Jesus Christ going to him and say, Lord, protect us, help us. And the God would take his big foot and kick the devil right out of that sanctuary where you're being held and taking care of you. So what we got to do is learn to annoy, ignore the devil's prompting you to sin. The devil's prompting you to doubt. The devil's prompting you to lie. Whatever the case may be, you need to strengthen your relationship in the Lord so the devil cannot come in on you by making you, tricking you, making you open the door just like it did in the movie. But in the end, God is in control. And the devil only can do so much without, because he's got to talk to God anyway. So he's got to have permission. But we got to start living by this. By this, that we're in his refuge, his habitation, and no evil can befall us long as we don't let it in. And his angels will take charge and keep thee in all his ways. In other words, we got to stop worrying about the devil. We got to stop worrying about things that are going on. We just got to say, Lord, the devil's out there knocking on the door again. And he's telling me about this storm. He's telling me about this storm. He's telling me about this brother or this sister or the, or, or the coronavirus is going to kill everybody. You know, he's screaming all these things to him. But if you show interest in those things, you're opening up the door for him and he can attack you. All right. So once we go to God, we know say, God, could you please take care of him? I don't want that guy. I, I don't want to listen to him. Could you answer the door? And he and God will and he will take care of it. So we got to learn. That we are in his presence. His dwelling place. Nothing can befall us as long as we don't let it in. But if we're living for him like we should be, nothing can befall us and we'll be taken care of. All right, let's go to Psalms chapter 34 for the second thought. Psalms chapter 34. Hallelujah, God is good. See what he's got more to say for us here. And we're going to look at verse 7. Psalms 34, verse 7. And it says, The angels of the Lord encamped around about them that fear him and deliver them. Alright? The angels of the Lord encamped around those who fear and deliver him. What's that telling us? This is telling us something that one of my former pastors don't believe in. And I'm not going to say what pastor. Because that's really none of anyone's business. And here this is telling us we got protecting angels. I believe every one of us 
have protecting angels protecting us on a daily basis. And the reason I believe that is because what we just read here and that story, I think, believe in the book of Samuel, not um, El um, Kings, First and Second Kings, I believe it is, or Chronicles. Not exactly sure right now, but it talks about Elijah and Elisha. And Elisha was so upset about this, all these armies surrounding the house that there was just them two and they was going to be taken and killed. But Elijah prayed to the Lord and said, Lord, show him what I'm seeing. And God gave Elisha the vision and he saw over plenty of angels outnumbering the, outnumbering the enemy against them, ready for battle. Now, the soldiers didn't see that either, the enemy. Let me tell you something, saints. God has protective angels around us. And, there, and I believe he's got certain ones assigned to us and take care of us and help us and bring us through. And then when it's time for not enough for one angel, it called for more. Now, my grandma's a firm believer, and I've been hearing this since I was a youngster. I'm 48 now, and by eight years old, I, I start remembering this. She used to pray for everything and, and, and family, because I used to stay on some Sundays with her, and she would say, Lord, I ask you to put 10,000 angels around all my friends and family. So, and I believe God has did it. Let me tell you something, saints. We are protected. We got to learn. The devil can't do nothing against us unless God allows it. And the devil is, and the angel is going to protect us. But if we step out from behind the angel and go in front and let the devil attack us, there's nothing the angel can do about it. The angel is trying to tell us. He whispering in the good, the right ear, saying, "Hey, don't do this." When the devil is saying, "Hey, do this," we got to start learning to listen to our guide, gardening, and angels, where they're encamped and help us. Okay. The third. Let's go to the third thought. Oh, hallelujah. God is good. And we're going to find that in Psalms 57, verse 1. Psalms 57, verse 1. And it says, Be merciful unto me, O God. Be merciful unto me. For my soul trusted in thee. Yea, in take, yea, in the shadow of of thy wings will I make my refuge until these calamities be overpassed. Now, what is this telling us here? I will take refuge in the shadow of your wings until the disaster has passed. In other words, Lord, I'm in this storm. The devil's coming against me. I need your help. I need your sanctuary. I need to be protected. Just like we do when our our fathers. When we get in trouble, we go to our parents. David went to his heavenly father. And the Lord probably comforted him and helped him through. In that time until the disaster passed. And let me tell you something, saints. There's things, times in my life where... I feel God move and took care of me when I asked him to put me in his refuge. And 
Let me tell you some things. I remember a time working at a place called Letica Corporation, and on the way to work, I worked midnights, and it wasn't snowy, it wasn't raining, it was in between, just getting out of winter and summer, and I was on my way to work in my dad's car, and I basically lost, hit some black ice, and I was up on this top road, you know, which I would say was a bridge, but it was made into a road. And I went down into a gully. And the and how fast I was going, I could have hit a car. I could have, lucky it was like towards 11 or 10 o'clock at night. The traffic wasn't heavy. But I could have flipped going down in that gully. But I didn't. But I couldn't get the car out, but my dad did. Later on, they came and they let me go try to help them get the car and show them where the car was. But God provided a person that I work with to be there to help me get a ride to the place so I can call my mom and dad and get things taken care of. So God will help you in your refuge and bring you through. You just got to cry out to him. We got to learn to do this. And the fourth thought and the final thought for today for our Bible study we're going to find in Psalms 34, Psalms 34, and we're going to look at verse 18, Psalms 34, 18, and it says, The Lord is nigh unto them that are of a broken heart, and save such as be of a Contrip spirit. The Lord is close unto the brokenhearted and save those who are crushed in spirit. In other words, he's got compassion and he wants to help you and bring you through. He wants to love you. He wants to love on you. And when he comes, don't deny him of that. Let him do it. Go to him. Let him do it. Let him love on you. Let him comfort you. Let him bring you back off and dust you off just like our parents were. That's what he wants to do. Hallelujah. So what have we learned here today? We learned that God has a, is, our, is our refuge. But sometimes we, we bring things that in that refuge we can't be touched. But sometimes we allow those doors to be open so we can be touched. We've also learned that he's got an angel camped around us to take care of us. And we got to start listening to these angels. When you hear the Holy Spirit speaking, do what it says. Okay? And when your conscience is fighting with your spirit, listen to the angel, not the devil. Okay? And remember that those angels are camped around you and they're going to take care of you. And then God is going to bring you in his protection and comfort you and help you through. That's what we learned here today so far in our Bible study. And we came to the end of our Bible study. Let's pray. Dear Heavenly Father, we ask you to, to let everything was said and be done. Go the way you want, Lord. Let us take it out and share it with other people, Lord. And help us through this. We ask you in Jesus' name. Amen. We'll be right back after these messages with our next segment. And but we'll be right back after these messages. <laughs> 
If you haven't heard about Anchor, it is the easiest way to make a podcast. Let me explain. It's free. There are certain tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or computer. Anchor will distribute your podcast for you so it can be heard on Spoofy, Apple Podcasts, and many more. You can make money from your podcast with no minimum minimum listenership. It's everything you need to make podcasts in one place. Mandatory call to action. Download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. Hello, everyone. Welcome back to God's Internet Church podcast, episode 53 of season one. And I thank God that you're here to um, share in this podcast with us today. Now, we're here to God Teaches Us in a Different Way segment, and it's called Legacy of Faith and Grace. And we're going to, I'm going to read that story to you right now, and then I'll recap it a little bit from there. It says, My brother-in-law, Erwin Carton McKinley, was a sailor in the United States Navy, a volunteer fighter fighter who rose to the ranks of commander of fire and safety, a successful marathoner, and a mountain climber, a husband, a father, and most importantly, a servant of God. In high school, Ed has been a Yale squad, Yale squad leader. Following graduation, he joined the Navy, married my sister, became a firefighter, raised four children, participated in 12 marathons, including the Boston attempt to reach the Mount Reiner Summit, 27 times and eventually recorded 13 successful summits. He also has been on Eagle Scout, raised Eagle Scout, and led 50-mile hike in the Olympic Mountains. In the Navy, Ed served on a destroyer escort and lived through a hurricane that not only laid his ship on its side, but took the lives of sailors who were along with Ed, trying to make their way from their bunks up to the narrow stairwell. One sailor at a time, it was a tough, sad time for him, not the last time for him to be tested. Several years later, Ed, after, after, and after Ed became a firefighter, he was called to, to a fire so hot the contacts he wore made it impossible for him his eyes to tear in the hospital. All that night he dreamed with he dealt with severe pains. The doctor told him that he might not re- regain his sight. But God again was watching Ed, did not lose his faith. He regained his sight and was able to continue as a fighter fire with no damage whatsoever. and his eyes and with his wife, he praised God. Perhaps the most difficult challenge he faced came in the form of a motorcycle accident. He was called to a young man's leg has been severed 
in the incident. The leg, and Ed was determined to find the man's leg. Refusing to give up, he did find both young men's boots and his leg inside it, but it was too late for the doctors to reattach it. That night, my sister remembers that the husband came home and sat down and cried. He hadn't lost his faith. He hadn't lost his faith, but broken his heart that he had been able to see a young man's leg made whole. But Ed's greatest achievement was to trust Jesus as the battle of Parkinson's disease. My sister called to share Ed's devastating diagnosis and asked for prayer. I thought the doctors had to be mistaken. I attend junior and senior high with Ed. I could recall a time when Ed wasn't living a vigorous life. So yes, Parkinson's disease had to be a false diagnosis. But it wasn't. This boy my sister had met when she was 13, married at 18, would be dying at the age of 65. Eventually, my sister, who cried nights and insisted on keeping her husband with her, had to allow professionals to do the caring in the caregiving home, dedicated to ministering to patients just like Ed. And the rest of us thought our hearts hurt just as to hear and then to see for ourselves how Ed was challenging, changing, would pray, visit, even sometimes laugh, because Ed did still laugh from the beginning and immediately following the Parkinson's diagnosis. He worked at a winning, winning when he most might have, have wept. He endured back surgery, joined men Bible studies, and accept rides when he might rather have been driven. He praised God when others might have expressed only anger. He blessed my sister by sitting tall, even as confusion as he was becoming. When he willed, willed him to a peaceful spot beside the summer lake where Ed was, would probably give his, sister, his youngest daughter hands in marriage, he blessed his hands and extended family. When after a long, sometimes painful battle, he turned to hospice and got to be there with him when it was time. And when in the middle of the night, I felt his spirit leaving, my sister said, there were burial honors in the National Cemetery close, close to Ed's home. The service that included honor guard, the flag floating, possession of that flag, American flag to my brother-in-law, widow, and the rifle volley in significantly end of Ed's earthbound battle. To perfect, but perhaps the most memorable service would be the service held in the church sanctuary filled to overwhelming not only with family members, but neighbors, colleagues, old friends, and my daughter's singing. If you could see him now, the pain erased, the standing tall, and then with many shedding loving tears, the church doors opened, and, mu and the music began to fill our hearts, and the sanctuary, as fire departments, bagpipers, entered pipping amazing grace. 
with the same dynamic we've seen in Ed as he found his final battle and trusted God for the rest he would be given in the presence of his almighty commander. Our nation needs men like Ed, and God let Uncle Sam have them, but only for a time. Sorry, I got a little emotional over there, but what a legacy. What a legacy Ed had. What a legacy. He went through so much. He almost lost his eyesight, but God gave it back to him. God protected him when he was mountain climbing. God protected him when he was saving lives. God protected this man until the end when it was time to go. He was in God's sanctuary. But while he was in God's sanctuary, he was doing the Lord's work. And when it came time, God was with him. And this is tender-hearted right now because he died in hospice, so, so did my mother-in-law. And it's kind of still tender because we lost her two weeks ago. But let me tell you something, saints. I watched my mother-in-law do the same thing. Do the same thing. And she made it to heaven. And I know Ed did too. We can do the same thing. We just got to learn to trust him. And let him help us through. Our God. Help us through. Heavenly Father, we ask you, Lord, help us apply this story to our life, Lord. And use it for your glory. We ask you in Jesus' name. Amen. We're going to go ahead and emerge this segment in with the last segment and basically it's our prayer request segment and I want to pray for my dad who's fighting an, um, an aneurysm on his aorta uh, I want to pray for Pastor Levi still because of what's going on with him and I want to pray for my Aunt Evelyn. We did find out more about that. Um, they're doing an altar. They just took her down. I called a little bit ago before I went on the air. Um, they just took her down to have an ultrasound done on her heart to see where the liquid's at. Um, she does have, like me, the heart digestive failure. And... To see what they need to do to get it drained and get her back and so they get home. Because she's doing good. She's doing good. We don't know exactly what's going to happen. What happened exactly. Why the fluid came back. But God will bring her through. We know this. So let's pray. Dear Heavenly Father. I ask you to be with Pastor Levi, Lord. I ask you to continue to heal him through this coronavirus recovery. I just ask you to help him do what the doctor says. So he don't do things too soon. So it would hurt him. And Lord, I just ask you with this pending um, possible blood clot, Lord, let it not be there. If it is clogged up, Lord, take the blood clot away. And Lord, I lift up my dad to you right now in the name of Jesus. I ask you to be with his um, aneurysm that's on his aorta. I just ask you, Lord, to let the aneurysm disappear or just don't let it grow, Lord. 
You're in control there, Lord. And I ask you to help him with the comfort of his sister, Lord, my Anne Evelyn. I just ask you to be with Anne Evelyn and be with the rest of the family as she's in the hospital because this family has so much death in the last few months, Lord, from coronas to other things, Lord. I just ask you to help them through and help my Aunt Evelyn through and bring her safety to you, Lord. And we good to know that she does know you, Lord, but we just ask you to let everything work out the way you want, Lord. We ask you all this in Jesus' name. Amen. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Well, I'd like to say God bless you. Thank you for coming and listening to this podcast today. I ask you to, if it's a blessing to you, to share this podcast with other people, to bring people into the kingdom of God and help people that are already in the kingdom of God, to help us live for God. And i like to say on that note, i like to say God bless you, be good to one another, love one another, and help one another. And on that note, i like to say God bless you. And they, they bring them in so they can listen to this podcast. And we can help more people live for God. On that note, I'll say God bless you. I'm Pastor Ron Weaver saying see you next time for God's in the Church Podcast, episode, 40, episode 54. God bless you, and I'll talk to you Monday. God bless you.